Welcome to Alternatives to AA. This is Joshua Robinson, and I've been three years sober. And I'm Monique Robinson, and I'm two years sober. And we're here on a mission to help make the difficult journey of sobriety even easier to manage. Nobody in my world ever thought that I'd actually manage to be sober. So now we're taking what we've learned in the last decade to be able to help you too. And we're not against AA. We just need to learn how to manage the other 23 hours of the day. From communication to relationships to self-care, we're going to show you how to cope when your triggers try to take you down. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. to uncover not only how to live without alcohol, but to thrive in sobriety and to swap out your addiction for a better life with the help of Alternatives to AA. So let's go. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were talking about the last time, like, you know, when shit can get, like, heated, mm. you know, have an argument or something like that. Yeah. When you're sober, you can discuss it and talk about it normally. But when you're not, you know, man, sometimes you just want to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. And, and you just feel awful about it. And it's not just one person. You're both doing it to each other. Yeah. And then the next day you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Yeah. And then they're like, I'm so sorry too. I didn't mean that. You know, I didn't mean that. You know how much I care about you. You know how much I love you. I'm, you know, we can't, we can't do that again. But it is true. You cause know? you guys like, cause when you say that to the other person, you do actually care about them. Of course. But it's, it's literally the alcohol messing with it. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it and, causes confusion. And it can turn people it'll it'll make you act like a totally other person yep like um a demon in the bottle or the devil in a bottle i i would because she had a huge issue with it too yeah it does bring out that side of you that if you want to like oh okay i can do whatever the fuck i want Mm -hmm. and i don't really care it literally brings in out that side so that's why it's so dangerous it's the only drug that's actually been like proven to increase aggression because of that factor where you literally think you can do and say whatever you want and that's okay with no consequences no consequences (laughs) but then a lot of times there ends up being consequences (laughs) like duis and and you leave a trail of blood behind you yeah and you're like oh my god that was so dumb but when you're both doing it together you both have each other to blame for it like you're, you're not pointing at your fingers but you're like we shouldn't have done that yes you both part, like partake, but you're kind of like blame each other instead of yeah. You're both responsible for your actions, yes. But you're also putting a little bit of blame on the fact that you did this, you shouldn't have done it, yeah. And now you're upset with each other, and now yeah. you're like, and I, and you know, I've had conversations like that too, where it's like, okay, we were having such a good time, mm. and then we weren't having a good time, yeah. So next time we're not going to do that, and then it happens again, and then. You have to sometimes, you know, you have to put the blame on yourself. Yeah, percent. Because you did it. You spoke those words. Yeah. You put yourself into a compromising position to affect a personal relationship with someone. And it doesn't need to be a girlfriend or a wife or a husband or, you know, it could be your mom. It could be your dad. It could be anybody. It could be a friend, yeah. you know, but you put yourself in that position. So it's, um, it's definitely one of those things that I talked with her mom about. <clears throat> throughout this uh, circumstance and she basically said you know the only way for me not me brian well the only way for her yeah to get better was to stop it altogether because there's no moderation yeah. regular there's no regulating yeah the moderation if yeah. that makes sense yeah it makes sense it's either you're doing it yep or you're completely not doing it yep because i <laughs> i uh, i don't remember when this was but i tried to like I was trying to like wean myself off 
right? Yeah. Because I thought if I just stopped cold turkey, <laughs> that I would like, I would send my body for a loop, you know, <laughs> which is kind of silly. But so I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just go to the store and I'll get a little bit of what, uh, and I'll finish this tonight, and then that, that'll be it. But then it would be gone, and I'd be like, I <laughs> yeah. feel fine. Yeah. I don't even feel like I even drank anything. Yeah. I got you. And there I go. Yeah. Go back to the store. Oops. And and that's the thing. It's like I, f- I feel fine feel fine but it's only like 7 30 yeah. you know and you're like and that's what she used to do mm. she used to like go back to the store you know yeah which is obviously irresponsible but you know how many people do that i've talked to i talked to somebody who worked at a liquor store one time that's so common and they were like he's like you you have no idea how many people i see in here two three times a day yeah because they didn't get enough the first time yeah see on it when i drank <laughs> i would just get enough the first time i was yeah. in for the i was in for the day or two yeah. days yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know you don't realize people i mean there's people a lot of people that are silently suffering oh for sure with this yeah. and that would be an interesting conversation to have you should try to find somebody who works at a liquor store yeah that, that, and have them come on and talk about not personally people but just in general like um, they, they're selling a product mm-hmm. that people are literally addicted to yeah and like killing them and they're making money off of it is do. there any moral ground there that they stand on where you could ask them like, yeah. when you see the same person come I'm in suffering. every single day yeah. or like they come into the liquor store and they're already drunk. Yeah. Do you ever think to yourself like, maybe I should get this guy some help because yeah. he's like, yeah, man. I mean, you see the same people all the time, right? Yeah. They have to. Yeah. So, and some people are like, you know, Go to one liquor store one day, go to the other <laughs> one the next day, because they're shameful of what they're doing. Yeah. They'll like map But they got to do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. They'll like map them out. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I did that on an accident um, um, because there's a liquor store right by um, the gym. Yeah. So I would go work out and then I would go over there real quick. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I went to this one. But like two days ago, I was at the other one. They think I'm like dodging them or something. I was like, I had this like scenario in my mind, you know? (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, that would be a really interesting conversation to have with somebody. Like, do you ever think about like reaching out to somebody? It's like, you can go to Atlantic City, but like all the way there and all the way home, there's billboards of like, are you addicted to gambling? Get some help. But they're literally making money off of people being addicted to giving their money to the casino. Yeah you know yeah i don't i i guess i guess they generally i i don't know but i would say they generally don't care no or, they don't care okay so, <laughs> so if i have on here that might not that might be kind of annoying well you could to talk, talk to a young guy that's maybe just working there he's like 18 he can't right, even drink like a little upset about you know it still <laughs> or a former um Addict. yeah I wonder, yeah, I always wonder if the people at the liquor store, like, are they drunk on the job? Some Sometimes. <laughs> like, some bartenders will drink while they're yeah. bartending, you know, because everybody's having a great time. Yeah. But I always wonder, like... Yeah, they're probably taking a shot or two. Did you take a shot in the back yeah, before? Yeah. Always chilling. I don't know. I like, I like, I don't know, sometimes I think about shit. I'm like, that's a really weird thing. Like, why would you wonder if the guy at the liquor store is drunk right now? <laughs> It's just how my brain is works, no, you know. No, I get you. <laughs> I I think the same kinds of things. Or like yeah. like athletes, mm. 
like you wonder like you they look normal they look fine i mean we knew who was on steroids back in the day yeah but like you kind of wonder what are they doing now that we don't know about are they like micro dosing this shit like because the guys are doing stuff right talking they have to be baseball players football basketball yeah all all them are in steroids and stuff but also they're abusing like you know opiates and all these other things too yeah which are you know that's what's like killing them there was a picture for the uh la angels tyler skaggs Mm. they found him and he was supposed to pitch yeah that day and they found him in his hotel room they had to bust the door down and he died from uh, an overdose of what he was he was like addicted to pain pills mm. and he got something that was like laced with some shit. Oh, gotcha. With and the fentanyl or something. Yeah. And he Fuck. overdosed. He was twenty seven ish. I don't remember. That's so, so you stupid. have to look that one up, but I'm pretty sure it was about twenty seven. But uh, he Yeah, the the pain meds are a real issue with athletes because any athlete, no matter what, you're gonna have a lot of aches and pains all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they're also worth a lot of money. Yeah. So, so they want to be operating, hundred, hundred ten percent. Yep. And the best trainers and the best doctors in the world, yeah. even that doesn't. Have you ever seen? A and E did this special run uh, last year, two years ago, about some of the wrestlers from the WWE. Okay. Um, like Shawn Michaels mm. was a good one. Stone Cold was a really good one. I think I saw one of those. And, you know, back then these guys were fueled by alcohol and cocaine <laughs> yeah. and they were just nut Crazy. jobs. You yeah, know? I love, that's so cool back then. <laughs> <laughs> They're nuts. Hey, and, and Shawn Michaels was like, literally, he's like, I was a pretty introverted, shy person. I knew I wanted to be a wrestler, but I didn't know how to get into my character yeah so and he, he was like as soon as i started doing cocaine that brought it out of him it brought that out of me yeah. and i became sean michaels yeah that confidence like yeah booster yeah for sure and they interviewed his tag team partner uh who didn't wrestle much longer after that i don't remember his name yeah but he was like yeah we would they literally called them like the oh there's a song after it but the like party don't st- Start till midnight. What is that song? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they they but they were like the midnight somethings. I can't remember. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they would party all night long. Yeah. Wrestle because these guys are wrestling like fifty two weeks. You know, full oh. year they're wrestling all the time. Yeah, twice or three times a week. Oh wow! So they're just destroying their bodies. Yeah, it's a lot. And like. And that, that one's really good about Shawn Michaels because he talks about his substance abuse. He's sober now. Yeah. Stone Cold, same thing. Yeah. And one of his sticks was like, he brings beers into this, into the, <laughs> yeah, and he pours it. them all over himself <laughs> and shit, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's hilarious. Yeah. He was one of my favorites. I'm going to be him for Halloween this year. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, got, he got the bald head. Baldness. I just got to do the, the go. I got to shave the rest of this and do the goatee. Yeah. But, good. um, yeah, that's going to, and the outfit's easy. I just got to cut off some <laughs> jean shorts. And I already have the Stone Cold shirt, the 316. That's funny. So. That works. <laughs> so I don't know what Braxton's going to be, but we got to figure something out. But his was really good too. And he, he was going through a divorce with his wife. Okay. Because he chose his career over his his marriage and his family and stuff. And he. Kind of sucks. He said, I had to make the decision. To either focus on my family more yeah. or focus on me and my career and Stone Cold. And he said, selfishly, 
I chose me. And that's how I knew that I shouldn't be married anymore uh. is because I needed to choose me over what I was doing. Huh. He's like, so filed for the divorce, got divorced. But he said during that time, he was drinking like three bottles of wine a day. Three. One for breakfast, one for lunch. I don't know. And the dude is a wrestler, right? So he's also physically exerting himself. And he said, in the the special, you have to watch it. The Stone Cold one is awesome. He talks about how he was drinking like three bottles of wine a night at wrestling. And then drinking coffee the next day to wake up. And his Stuck. heart was literally, a, he, they, they thought he was going to have a pulmonary edema, I think that's yeah. what it's called. Like he thought his heart was just going to fucking explode. Jesus. Because he was drinking and then <sighs> trying to wake up the next day, drinking a whole shitload of coffee. So his heart just freaking yeah. out. And, and caffeine is a diuretic too. Uh. So you're dehydrated from the alcohol. Now you're dehydrating yourself from the caffeine. And he's like, he's like, I walked into the hospital. Uh. Or no, he said, I was walking down the hallway mm-hmm. in the hotel. Yeah. And his like one of the like women that worked for the WWE at the time, she was like, "Are you all right?" Huh. And um, he went to the hospital because he almost fell over because he was drinking so much. Yeah, and he was trying to still wrestle and going through all the stress too. Like that's nuts. He, and <laughs> and he openly talks about it, so that's why it's like no reason to not talk about it. Like. Yeah. If yeah, you, I've had a couple bottles of wine at night. Yeah. Not three. Jesus Christ. I think the most I've ever had is two. Yeah, two. Yeah, two. That's about... Th- three is just... How many crazy. glasses of wine is in... It's a lot. It's about I, four glasses in a in a, in a a bottle, I think. So I don't know. Is it, or is it more? I don't know how many ounces it is. Depends on what size bottle you buy. But a normal yeah. size bottle, I think, is it's like, like four? four glasses. Yeah. Four glasses. Eight, eight ounces. Oh, no. It's four a, a wine Wine is four, four ounces. ounces. Yeah. So maybe it's more, but yeah, that those those specials are awesome. Definitely, mm. definitely recommend it to anybody who want to see like a, a inspiring story about an athlete, a couple athletes, Shawn yeah. Michaels, um, Andre the Giant was the same way. He used yeah. to drink like sixty beers at a clip. It's it's really the pain thing because honestly, <clears throat> these athletes, you just no matter what sport, you just like put your body mm-hmm. through the grinder, and your back's gonna hurt. Something's always gonna hurt. So these people, they end up usually uh drinking or doing the opiates yeah and if you mix the two oh then that's the worst i forget uh, who it was but you know a lot of these music stars Mm -hmm. like they can't they literally we're all human yeah right Mm -hmm. but they're humans with all the stress on top of them yeah a lot so they can't deal with being famous i don't know how i would deal with it no. And and they have to like make appearances. So it's like, you have to go drink. You have to do drugs. You have to live this so rock like, star lifestyle. Yeah. So you're kind of out of it all the time. Yeah. Just so you're not, because it's just like almost too much mm-hmm. that they would just freak out all the time. Dave Mustaine mm. was on Joe Rogan mm. uh, about a month ago. Yeah. And there's a really good clip. I'll send it to you of him talking about managers okay. feeding huh. rock stars drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. To, like, keep sure. them sedated. Yeah, yeah, that's been happening forever. He was like, they were trying to do it to us. Yeah, that's... The and point. and he was like, eventually, I had to take control and stop because I knew what they were doing. They yeah. were taking advantage of Manipulating. us. Manipulating. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, hap- it happened all the time, still happens. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, drugs can really control your life very easily. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah. Watch those WWE <laughs> documentaries. I don't know if yeah. you're into wrestling, but man i am a bit like i like i like that 
time period, the attitude Brock era, Lesnar, yeah, uh, the Rock, yeah. I mean, they were just they were just like so strong that that's a, what I really liked about them. Yeah, and, and they're just so manly, you know. Even though the drinking the beer is not really that manly, <laughs> but you think that's the way when you're like in your yeah. in your teens. Yeah, and he would like you know. <laughs> That time period was amazing, man. The shit they put on regular TV. Yeah. It was, was awesome. Just, yeah. You could never get away with that now. <laughs> no. Ever. And that was during a time when, like, they still had, like, pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to watch the pay-per-views now. I don't, I, I'm, I've never watched, I watched that WrestleMania when I was, like, in college. We put all our pennies together and bought the pay-per-view. <laughs> but you know, I would never buy the pay-per-view for wrestling. And I don't watch it now. Because I like the time period when I watched it when I was in high school, like The Rock and Stone Cold and Vince McMahon was even wrestling at like 60 years old, thrown off the top. And and it was always like those guys like Stone Cold. And he talks about it in the documentary. Mm -hmm. It was like people like seeing the wrestlers against the company, the establishment. We were the bad guys, (laughs) you know, and we were kicking Vince McMahon's ass. Like literally the owner of the company is letting me. Yeah give him a stone cold stunner in the middle in front of everybody because it's good for yeah what they were doing yeah so so good oh, that's i awesome. love that time period yeah but i went to wrestlemania in 2012 when it was at giant stadium nice. that was the last time i ever watched wrestling huh. but that was a bucket list thing for me yeah always when i had the money yeah i would go to i would go to an event one day and john cena wrestled the rock oh wow and i was happy about that i was like i've gotten awesome. my fill yeah, and I, I literally have never watched never watched wrestling since then. Huh? And I didn't really watch it up to that point either. But I always wanted to go to WrestleMania. Yeah, it is pretty cool event. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So, like, we went to the monster truck event. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever go to another one, but yeah. I knew I always I had to go to one at least. Yeah, just to, to check see it what out. it was like. Yeah, yeah, no, and it was pretty fucking cool. I would maybe go to another one. Yeah, uh, yeah, like Giant Stadium. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. And. You know, obviously it's for the kids and stuff too, but I'm a big kid. So now I do stuff with Braxton and I'm like, I kind of want to do this too. So, you know, he's my, he's my buddy. Yeah. No, he went awesome. to the drag races a couple weekends ago, but uh, yeah, you should watch those documentaries and that, you know, it's, it's when you are, when you're dependent on that to like, make you feel better. Like I still stone cold. He's like, dude, that was his third divorce. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And like, Obviously, these guys are living this high octane lifestyle, but like the only way for him to cope with it was the drugs, fucking drink at night. Yeah, you know. Yeah, to still have that like the hot, the high octane part. Yeah, that kind of little chaos in there. Yeah, and you like no matter what messed up situation you're going through in life, mm-hmm. it feels like that will just at least make you feel better for a while, even if you're stone cold Steve Austin and you gotta, you know, you're in the yeah. limelight all the time. You know, in in the, in the world that you exist in, yeah, really, really interesting. I, I think everybody at some point has had a has had an issue with this. Honestly, what was drinking? Yeah, almost everybody has. Yeah, and like you know, and what can be like not really a problem right now for somebody can turn into one in time. Yeah, and or somebody might not know they have a problem. It it's something that definitely can progress. Like. Like not everyone starts drinking like just crazy out the gate. Somebody can like drink a little bit for ten years, and then out of nowhere, something horrible happens to them, traumatizing. Next thing you know, you don't you don't fix that trauma. What what happens is then you want to drink because it's so intense, mm. right? So so it's like 
you feel like you have to drink at that point, but you don't actually have to, because either way, you're gonna have to deal with this with this pain anyway. Well, when you so, when you were, I mean, you've been sober for three years. Yeah, and 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 uh, honestly, what was your reason to drink? I never asked you that to drink. Yeah, so you like, know my reason. Yeah, so <laughs> so now I'm kind of figuring out that it actually had to do with like uh like childhood trauma. Okay, and I didn't know where these like feelings would come from. The feelings were so overwhelming. I would just drink to stop them. Yeah. After a while. Yeah. Um, but like, I never actually actually like realized what the problem was, and I still didn't until now. So mm. I'm just figuring this out now after being sober for three and a half years. Of still that I haven't even fixed the problem. So that's terrifying. So I've been <laughs> sober all this time. I think I'm doing everything perfect, and then realize that the biggest problem I'm just starting to. Uh, process yeah so that's another thing about like the drinking it usually comes from a place of uh trauma mm. and not wanting to go back and deal with that yeah at, at, at least that's how it was for me when i was doing it for like a therapeutic thing like treating it like medic like i was medicating myself yeah self-medication for sure uh i felt like it was just like i told you before and when we did the last podcast, it was turning my brain off. Yeah. To not have to think about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 in the end, I'm like, what was I really worried about? It's just, I'm a pretty anxious person. I just didn't want to think for a few hours. Yeah. I just want to sit here and relax and not worry about this. Like, yeah, I was stressed out for whatever reason, you know, not only because of stress, but like, I was just overwhelmed with what the thoughts in my mind were. And I needed to turn those thoughts off. Yeah. And that helped for a few hours. Yeah. So I was just curious because you never really, I mean, I knew that you did. I knew that you stopped, but like, I never really knew the reason why you started drinking. Why I started, yeah. And when it became a problem, like when did it turn from fun to a problem? Because that's when I started realizing like, okay, this is an issue now. Yeah. It stopped being fun and it started being a burden to me. And then it's how far do you want to push that? <laughs> yeah. And that's really how what it comes down to because eventually you'll find out that, you know, you should have stopped a long time ago. But, yeah. But like you, sometimes if, you know, a person that pushes it to the edge, you might want to see how far is that edge? Like how close can I kind of try to keep it together while still getting that drinking once in a while? Yeah. And it's it's not something that's actually ever sustainable long term, unfortunately. No. Um, but it would, it's nice to think that <laughs> you know like what of like being able to drink here and there and that being oh thing. yeah 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 at least in my case but some people are different with that well <laughs> i was with my friend like i went hiking yeah. and we went to california i didn't drink at all mm. until we ended up in reno yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i was like well one in rome <laughs> everyone drinks there right <laughs> we were in a we were in a casino so, oh, yeah. but I wasn't drinking anything hard. I just had a Bud Lights. Okay. Which is basically, you know, water. Yeah. But he was like, why can't you just have one beer? Like a grown adult. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I started and I'm not going to stop until we go to sleep. Yeah. For sure. And it was just a steady burn all day. Like I said, it was just Bud Light. I was, you know, but yeah. we were in a casino. We were having fun. And then that, that was the only time I drank on that trip. Yeah. 
But yeah, he's like, why can't you just have one, like a grown adult? No, No, I can't. No, you can't because that's when you know you have a problem. Because some people can do that and that's that's great for them, you know. Um, And that's just not an addiction for them. Yeah. And not everyone's addicted to drinking. And it was also, I was in a circumstance where like, I was in a casino. We were having yeah. fun, and yeah. like, so I'm not just gonna have one beer. Come <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> uh, we ended up staying there. That was so fun, mm. dude. There, we went to this casino, and there's a across the street. This is how fucked up Reno is. Yeah, across the street from the hotel is a we pay cash for car titles store. Okay, where you can drive your car there with the title yeah they'll just give you like a loan against your your, like a pawn shop almost yeah like you're pawning your car off and then you come back and you pay us back more money we'll give you your car title back terrifying dude that place exists and people do that because they're obviously making money and they're because they're so wanting to just like really chance their car on making some money gambling Oh my God, I couldn't imagine. I wonder how much money I could get for my car title. I don't know. I thought that. I was like, hmm. What if you go and you you only have one car? Obviously, you own it because you have the title. Yeah. So you bring the title. They give you like two grand for your car that's worth like three grand. You go and immediately lose the two grand. Now you need more money to make more money back. But now you don't have a car. Well, there's yeah. people that do that shit. No, <laughs> no it's so dumb. That's why it's I was so like, dumb. It's so crazy. Yeah. The, <laughs> the risk people will do. I've been trying to read and educate myself on like why people form habits like this. Okay. Nice. And one of the, the reasons why people are addicted to gambling. Mm. Dude, there's people that are addicted to fucking scratch off tickets. Yeah. There's lots of addictions. So the gambling thing and the scratch off ticket thing is like, today's gonna be the day that changes my life that i become a millionaire gotcha and that's that what they feed off of and if you've ever won any amount of money in a casino that feeling is fucking awesome it's addictive it feels like eventually you're gonna be this like yeah bro there's people that will sit at the slots for eight hours and just slowly lose like 500 bucks it's so terrifying and i've played slots before it's so boring yeah i mean Blackjack's fun. I lost 300 bucks, which in my mind is I paid $300 to have a good time. Yeah. (laughs) Just, I'm not going to tell you how much my friend lost, but, but he didn't, he doesn't care. So yeah, he's got enough money to lose, (laughs) (laughs) you know, on his scale of what's acceptable to, Mm. to lose. Yeah. Uh, But he's a really good blackjack player. Mm. And we played, we throw the dice down the board. Uh, yeah. Uh, craps. Yep. So he taught me how that you play craps because it's a really oh, okay. confusing game. Yeah. I had no idea what to do. So either. he just walked me through it. It was fun. <laughs> but yeah, all different kinds of addictions out there, man. Yeah. Those scratch offs. There's a separate garbage can at the convenience store by my house hmm. that's full of scratch offs. Wow. And there's guys in there. They'll buy the scratch off. They'll buy like three or four of them. They'll stand there, scratch them off. But I'll go buy a couple more. Because, uh. you know, there's people that just kind of hang out around that place, which, which is fine. I don't care. But. Wow. You know, they, that's crazy. Every once in a while, they win like three or 400 bucks. But how much money do you have to spend to win 400 bucks? Thousands. Let's say you spend $10 a day on scratch offs. Mm. That's 3,500 bucks a year or 300, $3,600 a year, right? Is that the right math? I don't know. 360 times 10. Yeah, 3,600. Yeah. That's a lot so. of money. It's a nice down payment on a car. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Fucking forgetting how many days are in a year. <laughs> 365. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I was right, like, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. 
I think we're good. <laughs> Is there three fifty or what? Yeah. That was a fun time. Yeah. And we hiked so much the last day. <laughs> so we did uh we were in Yosemite and we did uh like ten miles the first day, mm. like twelve miles yeah. the second day. And we took a break because it rained. And then we did 17 miles. And mind you, you're already at 9,000 feet. So you're already at elevation. So it yeah. just wiped the energy completely out of us. <laughs> and on the last day, uh, we got to the top. And it started thundering and lightning at yeah. the top of the mountain. And we were like, we got to go now. So we <laughs> hustled back down the mountain. And then we didn't hike again because um, we were just shot, dude. Mm. Going from... I mean, I, I, my workouts are usually just mainly like lifting, right? It's not, I mean, hiking isn't really cardio, but you're taking like 50,000 steps, you know, my hips yeah. were all, you know, yeah, sore, up. my yeah. feet were sore, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I just didn't want to come home. So <laughs> I wanted to stay there. Yeah. Keep hiking. Be like Forrest Gump, hike around. Yeah. What is that whole... thing he says in that movie? He's like, I was going to stay. I was going to stop, but I just kept going. And then that's how we ran across the country. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Like that was wondering like, why, like what's the inspiration? He's like, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is so good. Yeah. And they stop at, uh, that's the place I've always wanted to go where he stops. You can go to the place where he stops. It's in Monument Valley. Where he stops. Oh, where, where he finally like, stops running. He's yeah. like, I think I'm going to go home now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome and the guy's like ah, i stepped in shit and he's like it happens and he's <laughs> like happens. what shit <laughs> <laughs> and they made it a t-shirt like yeah. forrest gump invented everything from yeah. like the 70s yeah no, you know, good he was movie. a war hero he uh you know was a football hero yeah yeah no, it's it's, it's a, a good vietnam movie. veteran like yeah that movie's great <laughs> Thanks for listening to Alternatives to AA. If you would like to contact us directly, please shoot us an email at alternatives2aa2021 at gmail.com. We also hope that you continue to join us on Mondays at 6 p.m. You can watch us live on YouTube. You can subscribe to us that way as well. You can leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you please leave a rating and an honest review. We'll see you next week. Bye.